0: You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. We
1: are going. Hey, there's the music that means it's time for animal talk. Some of the best dog-on pet people on the planet here to help you with your pets, whatever the problem might be. We got we got pet professionals. That's what we got. Standing by, ready and moreover willing to help you with your pets. Like the guy sent
2: across from me. Hi, I'm Brian Donovan.
1: Hey, <laughs> he's an animal behaviorist and
2: a, a pet trainer. And, uh, and I'm building a pond.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh.
2: You know, I'm, I'm, I'm like a six-year-old kid. It's like whatever's on my mind, I just,
1: <laughs> just shout out. <laughs> I like turtles. My oh. dog got neutered. <laughs> and sitting across the way. Hi, Matt Fox. I
0: am not a professional. No, you are. You're very businesslike today. Well, yeah, that happens. Everyone What, what do lot. you even do for a living? I try not to work. That's yeah. what I do. <laughs> I talk funds and monies and how to save it. <sighs> Exacto mundo. <laughs>
1: but today uh, on Animal Talk, we're going to help you with your pets for sure, for sure. And uh, I, I dare I say it, um, I think, Brian, we might be melting some hearts. Melting and, hearts? And not just that beautiful mug of yours either. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to go a little deeper than that. Uh, it's children's books, and uh, we're going to be talking to the author. Of uh, children's books, a series of, of children's book, uh, Joanne Sky. And uh Santa's Dog is uh one of the books out. We're heading into uh holiday seasons. You know, people listen to this whenever, but it's always heading into the holiday season. Hell, they put the Christmas stuff out in July, yeah. so get off my lawn. <laughs> you know,
2: I won't I won't spoil this book for anyone who hasn't read it, but I will tell you this. Right, right. Sometimes the best gifts choose you. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually
0: so, a true statement. There yeah.
2: So we're gonna we're gonna try
1: to dial up Joanne Sky here. And uh, see see how this works because we're just kind of winging it with uh, the new studio and the, the new business. And uh, let's
2: see what happens here. Can we do a prank call? <laughs> prank like prank the old call. days?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: do you have Prince Edward in a
1: can? Better let him out. Hello. Hi, Joanne. Um, yes. Joanne, hi. It's uh, Jamie from Animal Talk. I'm here with uh, my co-hosts Brian and, and Matt Fox. Hello, hey, Joanne.
3: Hi, hi, guys. Nice to meet
1: you. Me hi. too. So we were just uh, we're just uh, thumbing through Santa's Dogs, one of uh, one of the many children's books uh, in your arsenal. Uh, yeah. It's uh, some amazing, some amazing stories, some some beautiful rhymes, and uh, we kind of wanted to get uh, your story and the stories of the books and uh, find out a little bit more about uh, what motivated you. And it's my understanding that uh, Santa's dog, uh, the lucky little pup on the sled, there um, has some homegrown, homegrown. Uh, uh, found foundations, right? It's uh, it's it's a story from from your from your heart, right? Uh, Samson, I believe, is who he's modeled after.
3: He is. Um, well, the the name Lance comes from another favorite rescue dog of ours that happened to be going through some tough times when I was writing the story. But Samson is the original Santa's dog.
2: Now wait a minute, Joanne, are you Mrs. Claus?
3: Well, you know, I, I can't answer
2: that, right. but since... <laughs> uh, because Mrs. Claus would never answer that on a, yeah, on, on a podcast. Be,
3: yeah, yeah, Chris would be so mad at me if I answered that, right? So, yeah. So, to
2: Jamie's point, this is somewhat autobiographical. Can you explain that?
3: It, it is. So, um, when my husband deployed to Iraq, and this was, you know, um, uh, OIF, you know, um, over 10 years ago. Oh, wow. Um, we had just moved into a new house. It was a big house, two stories. Was I wasn't used to it, you know. Um, and so I went out and I adopted a dog. <laughs> so, and without, you know, and um, I got home. This dog was wonderful. He kept me safe, sane. You know, I'd take him everywhere. He was just the best dog ever. Trained, I mean, you name it, this husky, gorgeous husky. And he mm. was an older dog. And he was, um, we were in Las Vegas, and he was at a kill shelter at mm. the time. So he was, like, on the on the block. And
2: being, oh, a, being a, a husky in, in Vegas so he probably wanted to check out I mean it's a little warm exactly. so you wonder how
3: did this husky get in Vegas right yeah. now so, um, so my husband gets home and you know this beautiful dog welcomes him you know wonderful dog. and I realize, you know, Samson's having a hard time hearing. Like I call him and he doesn't quite come immediately. Or, you know, like so something must be wrong with his hearing, right? Because otherwise, why wouldn't a dog come? Right. <laughs> and so I take him to the vet, and the vet tells me, "Oh, honey, no, he his hearing's fine." This is typical of northern breeds. They do things on their own time. Yeah. Well, I never really thought about, oh, northern breed husky. It just never clicked. He was just like the dog that that I brought home. And so I go home and I tell my husband this, and he looks at me and he says, Northern dog? Well, maybe he's Santa's dog and fell from the fly. I said, ha ha. So we talked about this for like over 10 years. Like we would just be talking, you know, as Samson would come up and we'd be, you know, sitting around drinking a glass of wine or whatever. We sketched out this story of a dog who fell from the sleigh, found a military family, blah, blah, blah. You have to read the book to find out what happened. But I finally, 10 years later, wrote that story.
2: Well, Joanne, I got to tell you, um, by your own account, and I, you know, I don't want to call you out on, during our show, but I'm going to have to. Uh-huh. It sounds like it was your uh-huh. husband's idea, not yours. Uh-huh. <laughs>
3: Oh, my
2: goodness. Did my husband put you up to that? Uh, well, that's
3: what he says. You should at
2: least split the royalties with him or something. <laughs> <laughs>
3: no, he's a really bad rhymer. So, you know, the rhymes
2: are mine. <laughs> it's it's a it's a great story and uh it touches on it's a, it's a children's book. It touches yes. on um the plight of uh, shelter dogs. It it um uh, uh a soldiers going being deployed. And you know, it's yes. uh you know, it's a very real story for a lot of people. Um it's uh you know, and I'm sure you've gotten uh some feedback that, that indicates the same thing, right?
3: Well, absolutely, and in fact, Leah, you know, last year we worked a little bit with Blue Star Families, and you know it's an organization that helps um, the families of military personnel when they're deployed, and so we you know donated some books for them for their Christmas, uh, their gatherings, you know, with the families, and then this year we're working with the Yellow Ribbon Association, Yellow Ribbon Organization, and they too they help military families. Um, so in addition to working with rescue dogs, which is really you know where my heart is. Uh, this book just offers us the opportunity to also help the military organizations and families. Yeah, and you know, and those children. So it, it's a really good thing.
2: Well, um, uh, if I can just a little synopsis of the book. I, I don't know yeah. if you read it, Matt. But, I, I, yes, I read it. Okay, so the the book. Well, if you if you hadn't, so play along. Yes. If you hadn't. Yes. Basically. Santa is a crappy pet owner. <laughs> oh, no. he, he leaves his dog. What
4: the, books are you dog the
2: dog is not microchipped. <laughs> no, they can't find him. And then the shelter, this dopey shelter, uh, within 24 hours adopts it out to another family. I mean, what's going on here? <laughs> No, it's a very sweet story. I'm just uh I'm playing with you, Joanne. We
3: <laughs> <laughs> have to suspend the belief for a couple of things. Yeah. But
4: <laughs> so
2: Joanne, looking at the uh
1: illustrations, I like the illustrations. They're they're a little different. They're stylized. They're they I, I would I Matt, would you uh, call them you know, modern? They remind me there's a, an artist here in Detroit uh Slaw, Slaw and, it, yeah. It's reminiscent of that. So yeah. Ed is is the illustrator on this Um, How how did you and Ed connect, and and how does the process of of Ed illustrating your stories work? Yeah, the illustrations are very unique. Yeah.
3: Yeah, Ed Ed was wonderful to work with. um, You know, Santa's Dog was my first story, my first children's book that I had done. So I didn't know what I was getting into, quite frankly, when when I started this, right? Um, Because, yeah, it was more from the heart. And so I actually found Ed online. I searched up illustrators for, I don't know, days, weeks, and just trying to find one that I liked. And, you know, reaching out, how does it work? And, you know, do you have time for me? That kind of thing. And I connected with Ed and we talked and it just... He got it. He seemed to kind of know what I wanted to do with the book. And his first sketches, you know, he first he would pencil them out and then send them to me for approval. And they were, they were just so wonderful. They were right on the mark. And so, yeah, you know, we went back and forth and tweaked things here and there. But overall, he was... He just got it. He was very easy to work with, which is also why he also did my second book in this series called Carol's Quest for Courage. You know, um,
2: uh, Uh, when I was a kid, I I remember this very, very clearly. There were books, uh, a few books in particular, that that I hated simply because I didn't like the illustrations. And I've always been partial to really good, friendly, warm illustration in, sure. a, in a children's book. And this is one of those books you look at, it's like, yeah, I, I'd bring this home to my kid because yeah. it just, it's, it's really, really well done. Um, the, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's written in, in a, uh, a poetic verse, you mm. know, and that kids will love. And it's, uh, it's a great story about, Dogs and uh, you know maybe from the dog's perspective how they perceive uh, being rehomed.
0: Yeah, there's little things in the illustration sometimes where he actually it makes you look a little bit deeper into the story itself. Like on one of the pages, you have to actually
1: find the gopher. Oh, right. So <laughs> are there any are there any Easter eggs in there? Anything hiding uh, in the illustrations not in the story?
4: <laughs> I mean, there's a couple things. There's a cat that comes out. Um, that's a, that yeah, that's what a it bowl. is. It looks like a gopher. <laughs> we we figured you know the orange cat will pop its head in somehow in each book and, and we figured out how to get him into the second one so we'll we'll keep on doing that. I like um, it. And even just the front page where you know with the, the play scene with with the dogs in the North Pole, there'll, there'll be a variation of that probably. in every scene is kind of the opening and focusing on the one dog that you know finds his forever home in that in that book. Yeah. Um, and so, so that's good. So, you know, he's, he's given me a lot of other dogs to choose from with um, some really cool names like Nutmeg. You know, he could be a cooking dog. You know, there's a, there's, we have a lot of possibilities.
1: <laughs> so tell us a little bit about Carol's Quest for Courage, your, uh, the next book coming out here. Is it another holiday themed uh, book?
4: It is. It's Carol, you know, Christmas Carol. So Carol is um Santa's dog who sings, but she's afraid to sing in public. So she decides that she has to go off and find her courage because clearly it's not in the North Pole. Um, so she hops on the train, finds this little town, gets off, doesn't really find anything, starts to worry and think, you know, what the heck am I doing here? What did I do wrong? And then finds this Christmas Eve show where a girl is on stage about to sing Silent Night and... The girl freezes, so what will Carol do? Ooh. So you're going to have to oh. read the book to read. find out if Carol finds her courage or not to help okay. the girl.
1: We will <laughs> We will find out. And then, uh, so another another one of your features is, I, I just love the, the name of this one, is uh, Second Chance Sam, King of the Junkyard.
4: Yeah, that was, so because I felt bad, I didn't use Sam's name, Santa's dog, because I used Lance's, because Lance was... Oh rescue at the time I, I mentioned to you um, so I had to actually use Sam's name so second mm-hmm. chance Sam is the black husky Sam oh. um, but he it gets adopted he has a limp and he's at a shelter and nobody wants him because he's this older dog which is fairly realistic you know a lot of um, most most puppies get adopted really quickly from mm-hmm. shelter mm-hmm. Um, and the older dogs not so much and so then this man with a you know, cane comes this older man comes around and says hey you know it looks like we might be a good match and he take sam home and so sam has these big ideas of what home is a huge yard kids running around you know like this big huge mansion yard and he's all excited and he gets to this tiny shack next to a junkyard uh. but you'll have to read the story but in the end sam finds his purpose and his his love his place. Aww.
1: Fun. All right, so Joanne, where can people find uh, find your books and find out more about you?
4: Well, we um, the books are available online on Amazon com. We also sell them from our website um, dogsandbooks dot com. So very easy, right? dogs and books. And um, I, I I actually have a special coupon for your listeners if um, if I'm allowed to share that. Oh, absolutely, sure. Why not? <laughs> So if you order straight from our rep website um and, and use this the code dog radio you'll get 10% off through the end of this year.
1: Okay. Wonderful. So through the, the end of uh, 2019. Use the yeah. coupon code dog radio at dogsandbooks.com and you're going to get yeah. Is that off of all the books because there's a there's a, several other authors uh hear them speak is another book uh, about Oh, hear them
4: speak is an excellent book. Uh, it's about learning to communicate with animals, learning to hear them speak. Yeah. And um, the the author is a professional animal communicator and it, it's just an excellent book. It tells about her stories with the with the dogs and with all kinds of animals, not just dogs. Um yeah. and it's worth it, even if you're not quite sure you want to learn how to communicate with animals, just to read her stories. They're fascinating. Yeah, perfect.
1: Wonderful. So all right, dogsandbooks.com. Joanne Skye, yes. thanks so much for being with us.
4: Well, thank you very much for having me. I enjoyed
1: it. All right. Thank you have you. a wonderful day.
4: <laughs> you too. All, All right. Bye-bye.
2: bye-bye. You know, Jamie, I, uh, um, <clears throat> as we were talking to Joanne Sky, award-winning author, children's <laughs> author, I, uh, I, I came up with an idea. I came up with an idea. You're gonna love this. It's actually uh, maybe you guys want to go into business and do this. Okay. Think of a store. Okay. Where you go in, it's filled with books. Mm-hmm, maybe mm-hmm. you can have a coffee. Sure. And there's different sections, like maybe a children's section, and
4: <laughs> maybe
2: sci-fi. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. It could yeah, be anything. Yeah, crazy. And people just go hang out, and uh, it's a store with books.
0: That's nuts. Narn, See, you let's th- call it Narns and Bobble. You, you think <laughs> you, you,
2: you think it would fly? You think uh, ah, it's crazy? Whatever happened me. to bookstores? They're gone, yeah. man. I'm, but why? Uh, I know why, but why?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They were great places. Mm-hmm.
2: Now that problems. used to be my go-to when, when uh, I felt like, uh, you know, um, I don't know, like I didn't want to talk to anybody. I just wanted to go hang out somewhere and mm-hmm. just, uh, you know, pretend I could read. <laughs> <laughs> Until someone takes the book off my lap and turns it the other way around. It's What's like, it? oh, thank you. Thank oh, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I appreciate it. <laughs> there's lots of pictures in this one. <laughs> I
1: like it. <laughs> yeah uh you it's an idea we'll we'll uh dig into we'll that. On, we'll work on yeah, that just, together. you know i'm just spitballing here you're you're an idea man that's how you that's what you do <laughs> yeah uh so breed suggestions uh this uh rory's looking for uh some help picking a breed okay right but rory has some uh some decided guidelines uh of do's and don'ts for the dog he's looking for hmm. so we're gonna lay this list on you it's uh his top nine who is this cat? Request. Number nine. For, uh, for his, uh, yeah, no, it's not really ranked or anything. Uh, so I know every dog is different, and it's likely our next dog will be a rescue. But for now, I'm looking to get your opinion. Uh, here's the traits I'm looking for and or want to avoid. Uh, not a terrier. <laughs> Number one. Not a terrier. Uh, adult size, somewhere between 25 and 75 pounds. Could consider larger if it was the right dog. So 75 is getting pretty big for a pup. That is yeah. pretty big, yeah. yeah. that's uh, He said
2: 25 to 75? Yeah. Man, that's like 80% of the dogs out there. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but not a terrier. Not a terrier. Not a terrier. Um, active,
1: can handle uh, like two miles a day. Okay. All right. Uh, relatively easy to train. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't have to be smart, mm-hmm. just... Not difficult to train. Mm -hmm. Uh, Good with other dogs and kids. Mm -hmm. Uh, Bonus, if uh, non-shedding or low-shedding. Okay. So non-shedding, low-shedding would be helpful. Not too picky about the coat type since, uh, you know, I can cut hair and bathe as needed. Uh, Prefer not overly barky. Mm Mm-hmm. Alert barking is fine, just not a constant. It makes me nuts. Barky mm-hmm. dogs. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. And I want a dog that uh, can do like maybe a sport or agility, uh, rally stuff, maybe nose work, uh, th- perhaps some therapy work. Uh, just something a dog that would mm-hmm. be akin to uh, doing things for uh, activities. We have so much room for activities uh, and tolerates hot and cold weather. Uh, we live in a, a climate that gets both hot and cold. Mm-hmm. So there we go. Uh, so what kind of pup? Matt's got an idea. Matt, Matt you,
0: you raised your hand. Yeah, I did raise my hand because as a novice, I, I'm not as well versed as you are, Brian. Not mm-hmm. even close. Yes, I am a professional. <laughs> yes, you are. But I just just see if I'm close. I'm yeah. I'm thinking lab, but I'm thinking oh, that's exactly what I was thinking. Female but yeah. uh, a, a, a it's gotta be a golden or golden yeah. lab
2: yeah, all, all the characteristics, except for one. He said uh, doesn't shed. Right, all right. dogs oh, shed yeah. all the time. Yeah. Right, right. Some are better. Some uh, hair coats are more irrit- irritating to, than others. Um, you know what else I was thinking that might surprise you is like a standard poodle. That's oh, yeah, that yeah, yeah. was
1: the one that was in my head because of the shedding. Yeah, right. Yeah, uh, that, that's where,
2: that's where I went when uh, he said shedding. Yeah.
1: And a lot of times they make great service dogs. Oh yeah, mm. uh, but I think, I think, I, think I think this I think Rory's just really looking to have it, like. I want to go visit nursing homes and yeah. take my dog so they can pat or go to the hospital and, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, cheer up kids with the dog. Not necessarily have it be, you know, a, a working, working dog, but just right. like a, a, you know, a, a comfort companion right. for, for like visitations and things.
2: I think uh for stuff like that and activities yeah. and uh and and being good with other people and dogs and not sure. being overly barky yeah lab is a great choice mm-hmm. standard poodles a great choice mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh maybe even something like a Brittany spaniel or you know it's kind Ooh. of a um Ooh, yeah kind of a smaller spaniel mm-hmm. mid size but they uh, I I just love working with them you know they're just uh, they're really good dogs
1: terriers what do you think uh the aversion to terriers is the barking. do you get the boy out? yeah,
2: he's yeah. Pretty, he probably lives in a condo or something doesn't, <laughs> doesn't want uh Every time he drops there's an ink pen there. or his, his cell phone rings, a dog, you know, goes nuts. Yeah. So he's probably trying to avoid that.
1: <laughs> Terriers are a little bark on the barky end. They're of the wound scale. a little tight.
2: <laughs> <laughs> wound a little bit tight. Jamie.
1: You gotta, you gotta love it, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh crap! What? I was gonna, I was gonna play fact or fiction with Joanne. We should,
2: oh, we I'll should call, call her,
1: her. We should call her back. No, up. that gets, that gets creepy. <laughs> hey, Joanne. Hey, 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 hey. Hi. So, uh, what's for dinner? <laughs> We'll be over in a little bit. Yeah.
2: Is your husband still deployed?
1: <laughs> <laughs> you better hope he is. <laughs> oh,
2: I didn't say that. I didn't really say that. These microphones are so sensitive. They pick up thoughts. Brad.
1: <laughs> <laughs> He's always blaming on Brad. Because yeah. yeah. if he didn't say it, he egged us on to say it.
2: We should get him back on the show. Trying. Mm.
1: Mm. Anyway. Uh, Wait, we're so much closer to him now. I know. I know. it where that? are we? Yeah, we all, oh, we're in the yeah, podcast Detroit Studios in Northville, Michigan. <laughs> yeah.
2: This is a state of the art studio. It is. Uh, well, it was getting there. It's getting <laughs> it's, <creeping. laughs> it's, get, it's getting there.
1: All we need is an engineer now.
2: Yeah, the, the, the wires crawling through the door like an. Uh, like a, a pack of snakes. <laughs> Do snakes travel in but packs? They're, they're snakes. But the doors, and, the and doors are painted. The, yeah. We have
0: doors, right? We have doors now, a, yeah. As your bride pointed out last yeah. week, you have doors. We have doors. There's there's doors.
2: <laughs> so, yeah. We have so have windows, uh, we have doors. Yeah,
1: it's, uh, it's coming along nicely. Place. So Podcast Detroit. Uh, yeah, if you're in the Metro Detroit area and looking to uh, podcast your voice, uh, yes. we can help you out. So all you need is an idea, really. Apparently, uh, not even that. <laughs>
4: Because we kind of just sit down
1: and wing it. (laughs) Did you say wing it? I said wing it. (laughs) Come on. Let's try to wing it. Wing one. uh, Wing one here. Uh, My brother has a nine-week-old puppy. Uh, Our five-and-a-half-year-old golden retriever was terrified. Of is terrified of the puppy, right? Three years ago, a huge dog attacked our golden. Is this why she's so afraid of the puppy? So we have a nine-week-old puppy. So we got a new mm-hmm. puppy introduced into a house. A five-and-a-half-year-old golden that was uh, attacked several years ago, three years ago. Yeah. Uh, could that be the reason for the fear of the puppy?
2: Yeah, in all likelihood. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Three years. Three years. Yeah. Sometimes it, it, it leaves a pretty indelible. You know, it's 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 part of our. You know. Animals, uh, uh, us included, yeah. to imprint things that are really, really scary or dangerous to us. Okay. You know? So that's why, you know, you um, you, you, you see something that's um, like a metal that's glowing red. Mm-hmm. You think, I don't want to be anywhere near that because it's probably really, really hot. Oh, okay. Right? So huh. yeah, that's how we learn what's safe and what's not. So sometimes if something's scary enough... And then you blindfold them there and was then you touch
1: them with a piece of ice um, uh, psych- and listen to them scream.
2: Psychologists... Uh, <laughs> We'll know the study. that I've ever this done that. <laughs> Listen, the study is called the Little Albert Experiment. Have you ever heard about this? No. no. Little Albert? Little Albert. Yeah. It, <laughs> was, it happened in the 30s or 40s. Some uh, a psychiatrist <laughs> who little, will remain nameless, um, we, okay. he, uh, he was experimenting on his own child. <laughs> was, this, was this Little Prince Albert? He, then? No, no. He showed him a, little, a white rabbit, and then he scared the crap out of the kid. And then later on, the kid uh, started becoming afraid of white animals uh. and then white coats. And then, you know, white um, surfaces, and that's called generalization, where okay. we find wow. something in the environment that's scary, and our mind says, and, you know, if this looks like that other scary thing, so I'm going to be afraid of this too. And Ugh. this kind of seems like that, and so that chain uh, can, can go quite far sometimes. So you'd think, since, it, you know, the dog was a big dog that scared him, maybe he'd only be af- afraid of big dogs. Mm, yeah. But if it was, you know, m- maybe it was the scent of the dog that, that was going on when the dog was, when, uh, when he was scared yeah. or uh, whatever it was, he associates it with other dogs and yeah, he's going to have a problem. Now, good news is you can uh, desensitize the dog if it's just fear, if it's not aggression, if it's just fear, they can o- overcome that usually by, by uh, uh, counter conditioning the dog, you know, maybe giving some r- really special treats along with the, the appearance of that puppy. So when the puppy comes in the room, the dog that gets scared, he maybe gets a little treat or something. You'll you'll be able to solve it. It'll take a little while, yeah. Right. And, but it's that leaves an indelible mark. Okay. And now, uh, also, it depends on the uh, the age of the dog. Oh. So, an older dog, if you you know if he was frightened, it might not even bother him. You know, he might there might be no residual effects whatsoever. But when they're young and they're learning and they're imprinting, dogs go, puppies go through these these different fear stages and <laughs> imprint stages. And um, yeah, it could it could leave a leave a permanent mark. Wow. Yeah. Mm.
1: Thanks for that. Yeah. I you was know, I just. I, I thought. I thought it might be a little far fetched because, when you talk about training issues, it's like it's got to be immediate. Because you, if you don't catch them in the act of a yeah. bad behavior, uh, they're not going to remember mm-hmm. why you're yelling at them. Right? You come home and there's a, a, a pile on the on the on the on the kitchen floor and you go yeah. yell at your dog, "Lou, what did you do?" You know, they don't. what did I do? I was napping and just licking yeah. myself. What do you mean? What did I just right, do? Right. Um so when you when they said it was a 3-year-old thing, I was like, "Well, could that really be it?" Yeah. But yeah. it when it's that significant, yeah, it imprints um, is what it does. Okay. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it uh it it tells them. You know, the, the the opposite is true as well. Uh with with fearful things and with good things. So It's been observed in nature that you you take a hawk or something that's um, a hawk flying around looking for mice, right? Mm, Right. If uh, if he finds a mouse near a certain type of a bush, Mm -hmm. he's going to check that bush every day for a while. And then he'll check other bushes that look like that one. And that's how we learn. That's how we learn. That that's oh, that's where the mice are. Right. That's where you know this is where the fish are. You know, if you're a, a fisherman. So, um, so we're the same as, as as animals in that sense. That we, we look for patterns in nature and we look for things that are, are, are friendly, things that are safe, things that are dangerous. Sure. And we uh you know we're attracted to some things. We're, you know, we're um we're, uh, repulsed by other things. And that's completely natural. And that's uh, that's how. That's how it works, Jamie. All right. I'll explain the birds and the bees a little bit later. <laughs> <laughs> That's how that works. You
1: want to talk about dangerous and the dark side of yeah. things. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, tourism in Bali.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, it's like people love, you know, animals. So You like getting close to animals. You know, you like going to the zoo. Right. And, you know, you take your kids to the petting zoo, so you pet the little billy goats and little baby lambs and everything, right? The William goats, Yes. <laughs> so uh people like to it, it go into other countries and they, they you can do things like swimming with the dolphins. Yeah. yeah.
2: Petting farms, heavy petting farms. Yeah. I get
1: it. <laughs> the cat ranch, something like that. Uh but yeah, so in Bali though, there was uh dolphins in a in a hotel pool. Mm-hmm. Being kept in, and people could go swimming in the pool in the hotel with dolphins in the pool. Okay, but they they were not being treated fairly. One of them actually went blind. Uh, from the the chlorine toxicity, Ugh. and I
0: was going to uh, ask you know, is this in water or Yeah, a yeah, no, it was chlorine. Water? It was
1: chlorinated water in the in, in the pool. What? So yeah, it turned one of the. So the, the dolphins are being rescued. They're they're pulling them out of there. Two of them were healthy enough to move right away, but the other two needed uh, help. Bali is a big tourist destination for uh, Australians, so. Uh, so they go there a lot. How bizarre. Uh, there's That's like strange. 1,500 animals, tigers and turtles held in, in cruel conditions to entertain the tourists.
2: Yeah. So you can swim with a tiger?
1: I, I Wouldn't that be like great? <laughs> <Wouldn't that> be <laughs> or the tiger's going to swim with you. <laughs> shank, yeah.
2: What's that swimming <laughs> so, towards me? I hope it's a tiger and not a tiger.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So they 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 had the dolphins performing tricks and shows. Um, but they were able – again, like I said, they got two of them out of there, and it took uh, another month, two months uh, of treatment before they could even move the other two dolphins. But they did, and the other two dolphins had to have some teeth removed. And so they're living in a sanctuary in um, – the ocean, so they're in a, they're in an ocean setting, but in a sanctuary because they don't have teeth, and one of them is like nearly blind from the the thing. So they'll what they'll what live out the rest of their lives. would
2: run something Jeez. like that.
1: Yeah, they'll live out the rest of their lives in the sanctuary and they'll be okay. Um, but there's there's a lot of other animals because I've done that. I went swimming with the dolphins in uh, Cancun. Okay, and you know it was fun and everything, and the place was really reputable. Uh, but I had would seen some pictures of a few other ones that I was like, oh, that does not look yeah. that does not look as uh, as uh, kosher as the one that we were that's the one that we were in. Uh, so yeah, it's like I, I probably would never do it again, just because uh, after seeing the other ones and then hearing stories like this, like one of these dolphins, they would do that beaching. Yeah, thing they would have. To, taught it to jump out of the pool, but the tiles around the pool were broken, so that his tummy was all <sighs> cut up. What?
2: Yeah, yeah. Nice. Um, it's, I I swam with uh, stingrays in um, in Grand Cayman. Yeah, yeah. and uh, but they were like out on a sandbar, and uh, they're they're very tame, and they've been. And uh, there's a, a story about why these stingrays hang out on the on the sandbar, but yeah, they were wild. I mean, the boats pull up, and the stingrays come around to check out people, and uh, yep. it, was, it was bizarre and cool, and it was en- educational. Very cool. Yeah. I I won't do it again. Stingray City they call it. Stingray City. Mhm. Hmm. Is that actually a city? There, no. there there were no hospitals? No. <laughs> liquor stores? No bookstores? <laughs> no no bookstores to be seen? <laughs> And it was so just a sandbar. The wet, the wet books. And while you're asking about it, and since you're so so interested, yeah. Um, the fishermen used to clean their fish out on the sandbar oh. like a hundred years ago. Okay. Oh. So uh, yeah, and they would do that because something about the mosquitoes near the beach were really bad. So they okay. would do this on the sandbar, and then uh, come in. So the the stingray started coming up and um, and hanging out, and you know eating the the the, the fish guts. They, so they've been hanging out. For a hundred years, now the, the 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 fishermen you know don't do that anymore. Right. But the, the stingrays still come up. They still come up, and all the the guys that run these tourist boats, yeah. they know these stingrays right by and, name. And that's Becky and that's exactly Susie. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's great. And w- and uh, they'll they'll you know the, this big sandbar, the, they'll say oh yeah th- this one here I want you to see this one. He'll go grab it, and these things are like the females are like six feet across. Yeah, yeah. He'll grab one, bring it over to you, and then you hold your arms out, and it kind of kisses you and swims up to you, and Aww. But they can they can they, they can choose to leave. It's it's in the ocean. It's very wow. very cool. Yeah, huh.
1: and I'm sure they probably have like Scooby snacks for them. Yeah, yeah. Probably you hold keeps you, them keeps hold, them coming back.
2: Yeah, you hold this food, and they tell you to to hold it so your 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 thumb is kind of inside your fist <laughs> because the suction on these things is so incredible. They yeah. just suck this right out, and sometimes it'll kind of suck your finger right off your <laughs> off your hand. But the, they're very cool. So the males yeah, yeah. are about the size of a dinner plate. Yeah. And the huh. females are like six feet across. How's that? How's that? How'd that work, right? <laughs> <laughs> is that, that major Get the logistics on that. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's very interesting. Uh, yeah. was, was
1: there an age limit on uh, who could swim with the No. Stingrays?
2: Everybody just, they, these boats just pull up to the sandbar. People throwing, jump out. Throwing toddlers in there. And, 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 they, uh, and sometimes the stingrays will come up to you, and um, they get possessive of people, or there's something about certain people, yeah. and they, they won't leave them alone, and then they'll... Uh, they'll they'll suction you mm. and they call it a uh, a stingray hickey. Uh <laughs> and it'll draw blood. Ooh. I mean it just oh, like, like it'll no. just like suck on your skin and they, they do it out of um, I don't know they're they're they're, they're trying they're... to eat you right. Well <laughs> <laughs> no they they say that, you
1: taste nice. You know the boat captains are all like, "Oh, he likes you." Yeah, yeah that's yeah. what it okay.
2: is.
1: <laughs> you 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 must be sweet. Uh, so, we'll talk about eating things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Segway. <laughs> Got another question here uh, about a dog, oddly enough. So when my dog eats dinner, he loses his mind. Why does my dog go absolutely nuts and bounces all around the house after he eats his supper? After he eats his supper? After he eats his supper, he eats his supper. yes. Not during. All the time. And this is it's how he goes. It happens almost every time. I don't have a, a make or model on the, on the pup, yeah. but... Uh, and yeah. uh,
2: but it doesn't give you a lot of details. It's just berserk. It just goes crazy.
1: Yeah, it goes tends to get wild. Every it's, day. it's an
2: odd behavior if it's not uh, associated with any kind of other behaviors. He just kind of runs around after he eats. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Yeah, before a lot of times dogs before they eat they go crazy and they, they you know they um Suppertime,
1: supper time supper time yeah. yeah.
2: But uh, afterwards, as long as not harmonic, I, I have no idea why the dog would do that. Dogs are weird. Yeah. You know, they can. <laughs> they're like people. They they all have their own little personality quirks and who knows how that cross wiring happened but um, maybe maybe he's got to take a Mondo Duke and you got to take him out in the backyard and let him like relieve immediate himself immediately his intestines are yeah. a straw what uh, who knows I, yeah <laughs> uh,
1: have you ever heard of uh, the boxer the pugilist named Tyrone Sponge there's a there's a guy there's no, a boxer and,
2: and you and your bare knuckle yeah, boxing yeah that was, that was uh... what is that Jamie <laughs> that's old school <laughs> Old oh, school, we're talking eighteen hundreds. Yeah, put him up, put him
1: up.
4: Put, put, All right, that's so, a
2: far and away crime. Yeah, on over there. I bro. like that.
1: I like that. And he like cracks him in the face. Are you gonna be
2: bare knuckle boxing with uh, Tom Cruise later? Yeah.
1: So, uh, but uh, boxer Tyrone Sponge uh, faces charges over his, the escape of his extremely dangerous cougar. So the guy, oh my the guy, God. this uh, heavyweight boxer. Um, had 23 charges filed against him for the escape of his Cougar. Uh, Where do you think he lives? Florida, Florida. <laughs> still, no, it. We need a. We need a. What, what a, is it with
2: these hotel with
1: these people? bell? It's like, it's like
2: you get a bunch of money, you become a, a famous something or another, and then you got to get a tiger or a lion or <laughs> yeah, right.
1: so wildlife officer or a leaf monkey. <laughs> had to tranquilize the sixty pound cat in oh, January oh after it was found sunbathing on a driveway before jumping into a backyard. Oh, in uh, Broward County, (laughs) it was initially thought to be uh, an endangered Florida panther, but was subsequently identified uh, as a captive bred cougar. Cougars rarely attack humans. Uh, and they've only killed people in the western United States in the past. So most recently one in Oregon and back in uh, 2018.
2: Is that a rare panther? Well, I don't know. Judging by the rhinestone collar, <laughs> I'd say it's an escaped pet. <laughs>
1: the animal was underweight when it was found and eventually traced to the boxer. Uh, the cougar has since regained its health. Uh, it's not legal. Oh, it's not illegal to keep cougars in Florida, hmm. but strict guidelines must be followed.
2: <laughs> but but why? 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 Why Why even bother having one? Uh, Matt, I mean, wh- what's, what purpose? I want something that could potentially kill me sure, yeah. and my, my family, and uh, I want it to—is uh, uh, it to impress people? Does that impress people? Uh, you know what? That's probably what he's trying to go for. He's probably to did you just the, get a new population. Car?
1: <laughs> what? Did you just get a new car? I did. one. <laughs> I'm just talking. I'm just messing with pulling. <laughs> it's not a
2: cougar. It's, <laughs> it's a cobra. Yeah. Oh, that car. Yeah. It, <laughs> yeah. Oh, you, oh got other, you got the other. You got the other one
1: too. Uh, to, but yeah, no, it's, uh, it's 34 year old. The boxer's 34 year old. He's facing all kinds of charges uh each of the each of the 28 charges he's on is uh, at least a $500 fine for each uh he's got to go to court uh and he said I didn't know anything about it <laughs>
2: Hey
0: Brian with one fell swoop I got an animal that'll take your head right off
1: <laughs> Uh he was a pretty he was a pretty he was a pretty good guy. He was pretty uh, not a good guy but he was a pretty, you know, renowned Kickboxer, yeah, um, fourteen and zero record, thirteen by knockout, yada yada. So yada.
0: he can hold his own against the Cougar, then.
1: Yeah, is, yeah. yeah, probably. So <laughs> that's nuts, right? <sighs> would you? Would you? Would you want a, I, I, I like having because my cat Percy's kind of mm-hmm. big, um, I and and I always thought a Maine Coon would be cool because they get even a little bigger. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and then I'm looking, well, well, maybe a bobcat, <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, well. You know maybe maybe it was that maybe it was a progression, right? Yeah. Maybe he had a fat cat when he was a little kid and now he's
2: a big guy and he needs a bigger cat. Which which uh brings me around to my very first point I made <laughs> that cats are a gateway drug <laughs> to exotic animals. <laughs> I think they are. Yeah. Uh,
1: point winner. <laughs> so uh, a lot of people do the exotics and they'll do uh the reptiles. Yeah. Right? Big snakes. Uh, just, uh dragons.
2: Now that I kind of get because um some of these snakes and and reptiles man they have this look that's kind of like this prehistoric and some yeah, of them are absolutely right. beautiful the yeah. coloring. Oh my gosh, yeah. And uh, you can you can you can keep them in a tank or some kind of enclosure. They don't need or want to be mm-hmm. touched or handled. Just you know, you can observe them. Right. And uh they kind of lay around so it's not like they need a whole lot of space. Sure. You know, I'm sure a cougar range is, you know, miles and miles and it's uh you know in and when it's not in captivity
1: <laughs> do you have any uh do you have any uh, uh phobias of snakes would you uh, would you have a pet snake no i don't have any phobias yeah you wouldn't want a pet
2: uh no I'm, i wouldn't want one no
1: yeah i like i like seeing them yeah i like i like knowing people that have them yeah but yeah, I don't know if I'd want to maintain one. Well, of
2: and there those. was that incident about twenty years ago when I was bit in the face by a, <laughs> a python. You were punched yeah.
1: in the face by yeah. a. That was that was a, a python, fifteen foot python, fifteen foot albino. Yeah. Uh, don't put albino snakes, on the side of the face.
2: snakes. Ouch. Yeah.
1: Under studio lights yeah. and uh, yeah.
2: It was a bad idea.
1: Bad, bad, uh, bad idea. Bad idea.
2: And I Glad suffered I the consequences Glad of someone it. else's bad idea.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Glad I missed
1: it. And here we are again. Wouldn't <laughs> want to see it. Uh, I, I
2: would gotta, like to see that in video. I wish they would have caught that in video. Yeah, I, Just to say, oh, yeah, look at that. Was,
0: look what I did.
1: See, oh. it really happened. Matt,
2: you're a, you're all into the physical fitness of late, getting That's into what, yeah. getting into the gym, yeah, lifting.
1: Know, when you when you quit
0: smoking and you gain twenty pounds, you gotta do something. You gotta do something.
2: Uh, well, if you if you st- pick up boxing. Don't pick up his form. Yeah, here. right.
0: I'll get my ass kicked yeah. at that point. <laughs> you be,
1: do you put your thumb in or out?
0: I don't. All right. You'll break it either way.
2: <laughs> no, you put your thumb in your pocket with the rest of your hand <laughs> when someone challenges you,
0: <laughs> and you walk away. Yes. <laughs> no, why do you ask?
1: Oh, you don't know, you well, you you normally work out uh, at the gym, but yes. a lot of people like to work out by hitting the streets okay. and going okay. biking. Okay. So I was going to uh, say work in the corner, and there's a yeah, there's a lot of people uh, in this guy's neighborhood. So he's got here's a here's a question for you, Brian. Is my dog barks and tries to attack bikers? We have a lot of people who ride their bikes mm-hmm. in our neighborhood. Uh, how can I help my dog to understand that these bikers, these cyclists, are not prey? Uh, it doesn't matter if I ask her to sit or down; she just jumps. And attacks the bikers. Yeah. Nothing else. No, not pedestrians. Not other dogs. Just bikers.
2: Yeah, it, it does trigger their prey drive when they really? you know, when um, a bike comes whizzing by, it just They're drives them freaking nuts.
1: Spandex butt pants. Yeah. <laughs> does that make dogs crazy? It's a,
2: you know what it is. You know when I was a kid, there wasn't a. Uni- I want
1: I want to beat those people, but there, not necessarily. There was
2: no uniform for riding a bike <laughs> when I was a kid. Yeah! <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like really, you have sponsors. Yeah. You have sponsors. Is that a real sport? Is that a real sponsor? <laughs> yeah, that's
0: right. Put the body glove away already. Yeah, I it, mean, they, they they
2: have gloves and a helmet and special streamlined sunglasses, yeah, so yeah. It, it takes oh them from six miles an hour to I, 11 I miles an hour. be able to see yeah, the yeah. pebbles
0: on the road. And, sure. And
2: uh, you, you got me started now. Yeah. Yeah, and the, oh. and the little bike pants and and the <laughs> Come on. And you're like,
1: oh Happy Hanukkah. You, you can't, know, you can't like, get your
2: exercise without dressing like Lance Armstrong?
1: Yeah. If I, can, if I know your religious faith by the type of sport clothing you're wearing. And that's the other thing. That's the other thing. <laughs> I just, I don't, now, you know. Now, if you look. That's uncalled for.
2: If you look like a competitive bicyclist, <laughs> you can get away with it because it's like, oh, you know what? He's I, I see some guy like that. It's like, oh, wow, he's yeah, probably yeah. so far uh, in front of the pack that the <laughs> others haven't caught up.
4: <laughs> <Yeah>. But when,
2: <laughs> when I see someone. Who looks like a sausage stuffed in, <laughs> like me? Yeah, come on, stop it, stop it with the tight clothes. <laughs> you don't need a uniform. Uh, I guarantee you can ride that bike without that uniform.
1: But nonetheless, Gosh! nonetheless
2: put you're... your shorts back
1: on. <laughs> That's it, man. Get some, get some damn cargo shorts.
2: I ride fill my... up them pockets.
4: I and go ride for a my walk. bike
2: in flip flops. Sure, when I turn a corner, sometimes I rip a toenail off. <laughs> But you know what? Sure. But it's a hazard. So but I'm to, not going to get the clip on shoes <laughs> and the special pedals. No. I'm going to wear flip flops or I'll go barefoot when sure. I, <laughs> that's I always ride my attempt. bike. Yeah. yeah. And cutting the grass. Yeah. You know, all the And if it's cold out, I'll wear corduroys. Children don't. don't <laughs> I don't care if I start a fire between my thighs. Don't try this out. Uh,
1: <laughs> but nonetheless, yeah. all right. So there's there's cyclists out out on your walking route, and your yeah. dog is aggressive toward it. triggers their prey drive. Yeah. Uh, so what can you do with you when you're out with you? Because you you don't want your dog to nip it at, at yeah, somebody right, and, right. and have there be you know issues. Oh,
2: it could get worse than that. They could yeah. lunge at the
1: person. Yeah, yeah. The Person right. falls it's, off their bike or and then hurt the dog. You yeah, can, you could really hurt or a dog. Or
2: if you get bit while the dog is jumping here and you're going this way that could be a catastrophic bite I mean it could be really bad yeah, yeah. people have gotten hurt really bad uh, with uh, getting bit by dogs so they... hang on to
1: that leash keep it tight
2: yeah, but what you need to do is you don't well, keep it tight. tight you don't keep yeah, it yeah, that do, adds stress you need yeah, to yeah. correct I'm your I'm learning dog. I'm learning yeah um, uh, this, is, this is, uh, would be cause for a, a correction because the dog's going to hurt somebody hurt themselves you're going to lose your dog so you should teach the dog that this is a dangerous behavior because it is mm-hmm. right mm. so it's a, uh, a good exercise it's Stay clear of the, the bicyclists, but stay close enough so that it triggers the dog. And then when the dog gets distracted and starts kind of lunging or maybe growling, walk the other way as fast as you can. Give him a sharp correction on the leash when you mm-hmm. get to the reach of the leash. The dog's going to turn around, scared. He sees you way over there, and you say, hey, what's wrong, buddy? He comes running to you. You praise him. You Maybe give him a treat. And the dog will start learning that when those bicyclists come by, And he loses track of you, he's in trouble. Mm. He's going to learn to start looking to the owner when the bicyclist comes by. And finally, he's going to start associating when the bicyclist comes by, he can get a treat from the owner or he can turn around. It, it, It sets up a different chain of events and a different association with that with that scenario.
1: And then every time you walk by the Lula Lemon store, the dog's expecting a treat. <laughs> Ooh, look tight pants. I get a treat. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh.
2: And it's, they're always they're always <laughs> fluorescent colors, right? It's like, what? Uh,
3: and then the fanny pack thing that
2: goes with it. Like, the, uh, like, uh, like I'm, like, you, I'm I gotta racing. I've got to put my water somewhere. Like, I'm racing from here to Anaheim. I need six bottles of water in this fanny pack. <laughs> oh
1: yeah, that whole big, uh, yeah. the whole big hump on your back. Well, the, yeah, the, the thing, the whole hump of water. Yeah, yeah, come
2: on. Yeah.
0: What are they uh, call it? It's a camelback. Really?
2: Yeah, I have a, uh, I have a beach cruiser bike. Yeah, it's flat black. It looks like if Batman had a beach cruiser. Right. <laughs> this is the bike <laughs> he would get, and I and I love it. It has three speeds, and I you only use two of them, so it has. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got, you got yeah. three to spare. I got so it's, uh, you know, um, I don't know, maybe that's just me. Mm. You know, it's the old Osana on the freeway mm. scenario. <laughs> <laughs> you know what this is? What is it? Okay, uh, one day I was, I'm was driving, and I actually, I'm I'm sure I didn't make, I, I, I'm sure I didn't come up with this, yeah, yeah. but I come up with it on my own. And uh, so I'm driving, I'm going like 65 miles an hour. Some guy whizzes past me, mm. and to myself I say, man, what Osana, right? <laughs> right. And but then you were driving 65 in a 45. Yeah, yeah. But I, so I'm driving along. And then some, some little old lady or little old man is in front of me, going like forty. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, what? Uh. And guess what? <laughs> it occurred to me, I consider everybody who's not going the same speed as me, cyanitol.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so who's the asshole,
2: Matt? <laughs> That's me. I am. Well, yeah, you were going really fast. Yeah. Right? Uh. <laughs> yeah. Oh my. So, um, so yeah, I'm not a bicyclist, so I hate them. Mm. <laughs> everybody needs someone to hate, right? Oh, sure. Because they're not going as fast as you well no because they're out getting in shape and, and that's probably why I hate them mm, they probably yeah. less jealous. to do with, a little jealous I'm of. probably jealous yeah, yeah. I yeah. sent
1: you an email Brian yeah and I'm gonna have you make Matthew go crazy Oh, here we go uh, or fiction you decide here we go we have three facts three headlines ripped from the news two of them are Absolutely true. One is completely false. A fabrication created by me earlier when I should have been checking the pressure I was in checking my bike my, tires. I was
0: checking my email to see if I would get an email, yeah. Factor Fiction. I didn't get it. So I figured I was going to be the butt of
1: Factor Fiction today. <laughs> You're the I was going to do it to Joanne, and then I, I i forgot. I got so excited. It was like it was the top of the hour. I was like, oh, we got to go. Yep. And then. Uh, Here we go. Anyway, so I had it in my notes to do it, too. I just didn't <laughs> read it. All right, so uh, Factor Fiction. Uh, two true, one false. Matthew. Yes. Best of luck to you. Sir. Yeah.
0: Thank you. Here we go.
2: All right. Uh, am I reading all three of these or what? Yeah. What, yeah. So okay.
1: yeah, read all three. All right. All right.
2: Okay. Uh, sto- he- headline number one. Yes, sir. Rats have been taught to drive tiny cars. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> number two, masked raccoons steal thousands in cash. Ah, uh, that is. Yeah, I can see that. And story number three: meet the paragliding cockapoo Henry. <laughs> the paragliding
0: cockatoo Henry. Cockapoo. Cockapoo.
2: Mm, yes. Cockapoo. Cockapoo. Cock-a-poo. Cock-a-poo.
0: Do. cockapoo. So Henry, raccoon stealing mouse, massive amounts of cash,
2: mm-hmm. or that first one, which was rats <laughs> doing what? Uh, uh, rats have been taught to drive tiny cars. <laughs> <laughs> So here they are again once more. <laughs> Story number one rats have been taught to drive tiny cars. Uh huh. Number two, masked raccoons steal thousands in cash. Right. And number three, meet the paragliding cockapoo Henry. See,
0: we were talking about tourism earlier, so ah. I'm thinking that you know the cockatoo or cockapoo, sorry. Cockapoo, yeah. That that could be uh, you know, real. It's possible. Very possible since we were talking about tourism. Got so it thirty 60% shot. Yeah, 33% shot here. Um I'm actually going to go with the rats and cars. Rat rats driving cars? Rats
2: have been taught to drive tiny cars. And yeah. you're saying that's the fake fact. I'm going to say that's the fake fact.
1: <laughs> oh, rock Whoa. on. Run. Shockingly wrong. <laughs> Shockingly wrong,
4: yes. That
1: wow. is
0: r- rats being taught to drive tiny cars.
1: That's and it, real. And
2: it relaxes them. Uh, <laughs> and there's a picture. <laughs> of course there is. Rats to drive tiny cars to lower their stress levels. <laughs> Wait, doesn't it increase your stress <laughs> to drive?
1: <The> driving, <laughs> yeah, driving stress well, if you're driving behind right
2: Brian, up. maybe, yeah. yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah the Learning to drive
2: small cars helps rats feel less stress, scientists found. What? Researchers at the University of Richmond. In the U.S. taught a group of 17 rats how to drive little plastic cars in exchange for bits of cereal. Oh, that's crazy. Study, led, uh, study lead Dr. Kelly Lambert said the rats felt more relaxed <laughs> during the task, <laughs> a finding that could help with the de- development of non-pharmaceutical treatments for mental illness. Oh, yeah. Put everyone with mental illness behind a wheel. <laughs> Jeez. The rats were not required to take a driving test at the end of the study. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> so, yeah, they've been taught to that <laughs> That's wild. Cars, yeah where the hell do you find this? <laughs>
1: I just, I, that one that
0: one found me so which, which one is actually the fake one then? and then
1: uh, oh uh, oh yeah, of the other two, uh Brian, do you know which one you want to take a guess you read him? you have the uh, link you got the link there which one the uh part? the cockapoo there's a hand gliding cockapoo, yeah. yeah, so the oh. the masked raccoon stealing money is fake all
2: right, fair enough um Henry, the cockapoo uh, might not be the most uh conventional paraglider but he has been flying above the mountains of northern wales north wales since he was eight months old the four-year-old's owner say that he also enjoys mountain biking i hope he doesn't wear the outfit <laughs> and stand-up paddle boarding owner amy jones from uh, uh, Gwynedd, uh said henry has even been paragliding in the alps and gets excited whenever she pulls out his harness hmm. wow that's crazy but if he's
0: mountain biking, then the tires are fat, so he's not really wearing an outfit. He's more of a yeah, artist yeah, a okay, uh, fair
4: enough.
2: <laughs> uh, wow. So the masked raccoons? Yeah, I made that. I made that one up. Of course you did. See, you know what I thought? I th- I thought that these raccoons may have uh, gotten into somebody's you know may- crawl space, and they had a bunch of money like, stashed there, and the and they were you know they r- tore through up. it. Yeah, yeah. That's what it was. So I I actually thought the rats uh, was the fake story. Yeah.
0: I can't see rats driving cars.
2: Well, wait a minute. oh, yes, you can no, on the internet. you can see it <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: thanks for that it's uh and they they wear little uh laser suits too. Uh, but yes, they've been found to cause they drive uh, up and cancer there's, there's in a, and
0: rats. You drive up and there's a little Uber sign on this. Sign. That's a, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: No, it was uh, Fernwood tonight that uh, we had Fred Willard on the show many years back. Sure, uh, and uh, he he was on a he was on the show called Fernwood tonight, and they had the the that they sh- they found that uh, leisure suits polyester leisure suits cause cancers in rat, and they had a cage <laughs> of rats with these little <laughs> awful leisure suits on, uh, and we, I. I I Tried to talk to him about it and he had no recollection of it. He goes, <laughs> He's like, and he's like, Oh, what's your favorite character? He's like, I don't, he goes, I don't remember because <laughs> <laughs> he does so much voice work. Yeah, yeah. And right, he right. just goes in and records it and then he's done and he gets on with his life and is off to the next job. I mean, some of the movie roles, you know, he remembers, but uh, like a lot of the voiceover stuff, he was like,
0: Oh, there's a video there's, of a rat. Driving, driving
1: a
2: tiny car. There you go. So it, it's worth. But if you notice, the, the turn signal's been on for like six miles. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's in Brian's behind him going, What an a hole.
2: <laughs>
0: oh, there he, there he goes. Yeah. Can you believe it?
1: Wow. Oh, all right. So, uh, well, I just, uh, we're getting down near the end of it, I think. It's nice. just, uh, well, I think I might, I don't know if I have another question. I might have one more question. Did I have another?
0: Well, if you keep looking. I'll uh, share. I'll I'll share where folks can find the animal ooh, talk. Ooh,
1: do <laughs> do that. Yeah, so, I did have one more question. So yeah, we could do that. But go ahead. Excellent.
0: So you can find Animal Talk at uh, www.animaltalkradio.com That's on all the socials. Your Instagrams, your Facebooks, the Twitters. You know, and you know, you know, send a message to us. Let us know. Uh, you know, comments. You know, if you want to call in and be a part of the show as well, you're welcome to. We always like to hear other opinions of uh, animals and what are, what's your question about your animal's behavior. So, yeah, pop in. You know, let us know what you'd like to know, what you like
1: us to do. Like this question here, they, we have a, a, a four-month-old standard poodle. So that's pretty young, four-month-old. Ooh. Yeah. And uh, we call her muff. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
1: And Muff jumps on me and nips constantly when we're on walks. Mm -hmm. But that's a puppy, four months old. Puppy, that's just crazy puppy time. You got to wrangle that in, right? So Muff jumps on me and nips constantly while we're walking. I've tried turning my back on her, ignoring her, then praising her when she stops. I've tried teaching her down. I've tried no. No. And none of these have worked. I know she's playing, but it's not playful for me. It's it's annoying while we're trying to take a walk. Uh, she's big. It's stand, she's a standard poodle. She's a standard poodle. And she's getting bigger. Uh, and her claws are, are getting sharp when she jumps up on me. Uh, what can I do to help curb this
2: jumping and nipping on walks? Well, there's only one reason why the dog's jumping up. Mm. The dog wants attention. Oh. Right? Okay. And if it didn't work, you know what would happen? The dog would stop doing it. Yeah. So she said, I tried this, tried that, tried the other. That's usually a telltale sign. that <laughs> They tried it for a few times. Oh, that doesn't work. And then, then they went on to something else. So it the does battle
1: of The battle of wills. Yeah. Right. You just got to be yeah. strong. There's
2: a lot of tricks you can do, too, like when the dog is sitting there. A lot of times dogs that do it on a walk will also do it when they're just standing there. So drop the leash and step on it. Mm. L- l- give the dog some room to move around. And then when the dog jumps up, he corrects himself. So mm. it's a perfect correction. And then when the dog is on all fours, you're petting him. When the dog jumps up, you stop petting him. It works. It does work, but you have to outlast the dog. Mm. Right? If you don't, then the dog's just going to learn to jump and jump and jump because that's the only reason why he's doing it, is to get some attention, right? Mm. Otherwise, he wouldn't spend that much energy. Uh, so you got to um, uh, stick with it. That's what. That's the only problem they had. They've tried some good things, mm. turned their back on it, ignoring it, all that. It's all good, but they didn't try it long enough. <laughs> okay. Yeah.
1: Perfect. All right, and that's going to that's gonna take us to this. <laughs> I it's time for the Bad Animal Joke of the so Week. Who's bad? I have no idea what's going on with <laughs> It's so
0: pitched up, it's hysterical. <laughs> <laughs> I'm bad, I'm
1: bad. <laughs> I have no idea what's going on with that. Okay.
0: That's great. All
1: right, so uh, Bad Animal Joke of the Week. Uh, there's a little story problem here. <laughs> so, reporter... Walks up to a gentleman on the street and says, excuse me, may I interview you? The man says, yes. The reporter says, name? And the guy says, Abdul. And the guy says, the reporter says, sex? And the man says, three to five times a week. The reporter, no, no, I mean male or female. Yes, male and female, sometimes camel. <laughs> reporter, holy cow. <laughs> yes, cow, sheep, animals in general. Uh, but isn't that hostile, says the reporter. Yes, horse style, doggy style, any style. Oh, dear. No, no, dear. That's going too far.
2: Oh, jeez.
1: I don't know. That's, uh, there you go. I didn't write it. It's bad. <laughs> it, it was funnier when I um, read it.
2: Well, let's, let's hear it for bestiality. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. 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 That's funny, Jamie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, look, this is a family show. It, it
1: looked, fu- <laughs> I looked funny from a from a distance i don't know um so can a kangaroo here's a good all right can a kangaroo jump higher than the empire state building no
0: because the empire state building can't jump oh there
1: we go (laughs) it's it's hard getting away with dad jokes when there's dad's in the room that's right (laughs) right. (laughs) oh the dad posse is here all right i've had enough that, that'll that about do it. Hey,
2: let's not, let's not call us that anymore. <laughs> the dad boss. <laughs> yeah, let's not <get> do that.
0: <laughs> one time. You're, you're All right, allowed one. Hang
1: on. One. I got I to cancel some T-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're allowed one. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. There you go. Uh, um, uh, 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 thanks to uh, a huge, giant, massive thank you to uh, Joanne Sky, uh, joining us earlier with her book. Uh, Santa's Dog yeah get the book it yeah, is uh, it's yeah. Great so book. it's uh beautiful yeah so go to her website it's uh, com is uh, one of the websites and, and then the other one
0: dogsandbooks.com
1: dogsandbooks.com and you use the uh, discount code we mentioned earlier which will be in the show notes yep <laughs> to get a <laughs> discount uh, through the end of 2019 and uh, so yeah, there you go so uh, Brian hey Jamie thanks for having us again we, we love being S- and in And kiss your wild thing for me? <laughs> I, I,
3: I, I don't know how to do this. I don't know. I, don't
1: know. I didn't. I didn't. Uh,
2: <laughs> I want Sam back. I know. I'd, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. We didn't even miss our Sam. So yeah. she's
1: off shooting a, another concert.
0: Take him back someday. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah.
1: No, yeah. It's pretty amazing. So it's like the, the we read that thing that uh, Dane Cook was complimenting her on yeah. the photos. And then, like, the next day, Will Wheaton. Comments on that saying, Sam, you're killing it because she knows she knows Will. We, it's like she's like way more famous than we are, and she's so humble
2: about it. Yeah, Yeah. she's more self deprecating than humble, but you know it's it. Yeah, it it, it comes off the same way.
1: Find find (laughs) Sam is rocking online and look at her photographs because they're they're amazing. All right, so there you go. I'm out of here. Have an exotic week. Hey, and uh, kiss your wild thing for me. There There you
0: go.
4: Storm in the castle. Thank
1: you away. Take it. Goodbye. Right. Bye.